Welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I'm the wildcat behind the wheel, Billy Michaels. There you go. That was your Wolfman Jack? <laughs> I don't know. I just started doing you, something with my hand. I just started. <laughs> do you know who Wolfman Jack is? That radio DJ? Wolfman Jack coming at you yeah, on the you ones go. and twos. It's a little bit like that. Well, here we are. So midweek, our Wednesday episode. This is minute 98 of Speed. This minute start with Jack, starts with Jack discovering Payne's secret trash can tunnel. Mm-hmm. And it ends with Annie apologizing for becoming a hostage again. Two for one sale on this day. Yeah, this this has got to be. I, I I like to think of the unfilmed sequel. Well, I mean, there is a sequel, but I like to think of like this the 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 limited prestige TV series that came in between <laughs> Speed One and Speed Two. Yeah, Amazon Prime Annie, Original. Annie has to go to therapy and like somehow recover from what's happened to her today. Like, like. I bet she thought, oh, thank, like, th- thank God my ordeal is over. But as we're about to find out in this minute, like, it's only really about to get a lot worse. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, gosh, <laughs> she's like duped again. This time I was <laughs> duped. And like, you know, last time, like I was on this bomb and I got another bomb. Only this time it's on me instead of like, you know, underneath my chair. Like there's there's no possible way of like surviving this one. Another bomb vest. We'll talk about bomb vests, but oh, let's vest. speaking of speaking of bombs. Listen, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on you, but <laughs> you know, when we talk about our, our our pop quiz question from yesterday, your average you you are you're not trending in the right direction, my friend. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of minutes left, but uh, there's a chance uh, there's a chance that you may have some extra work to do oh. in a couple of weeks because. Your correct percentage is dipping down into the high 50s at this point. Uh-oh. Which means, uh, you know, let's, you, you gotta, you gotta raise your game a yeah. little bit. Um, but I, I, I have a good feeling because, you know, I know you like to cook, um, <laughs> which means I know you know things about food. And our question for yesterday, naturally, in a movie called Speed, I had a question for you about a potato. Mm -hmm. Um, which doesn't have 200 eyes. You can't put 200 eyes on a potato. So (laughs) according to the research I did on the internet, which must be correct, my question for you is, what do you think is the maximum number of eyes that can grow on a single potato? Oh, gosh. Yeah, like that's something I would never... That's not like on the food handler's card test. Um, No, because if one is probably the largest number before you have to throw it away. Yeah. I'll um, give you a hint. It's more than one. Oh, perfect. Uh, my initial, re- Mama Wistar, my initial reaction was 18. 18. Wow. That, I would like to see that Franken potato. That sounds like something that deserves its own movie. No, you were, you're, um, you're, you're very uh, optimistic, I think, in terms of what a potato can produce. The correct answer is actually 10. Oh, wow. According to gar- several gardening sites that I consulted, uh, you can't. I mean, potatoes aren't that big. I mean, if you put eighteen eyes on a potato, there's not going to be a whole lot of potato left on the potato. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just. Well, you said let it sit out, so I was just thinking, like, if I just didn't eat the potato, that would be gnarly. Yeah. Do you ever do you garden? I don't. 
Oh, I've got see, like little plants like here and there. I've tried to do like, you know, like herbs or something like that. But one... my wife, Marcy, who listeners you heard way back in the 30s, mm-hmm. um, she loves the garden. We have grown our own potatoes. Nice. Um, they were delicious. We did not allow them to to get to the to eye up. Point. No, definitely not. Yeah, I uh, I. It's something that like if I if I lived in an area where I had a better yard a better um, but i live um i've got one of the rectangles like i'm i, I live in a pre-manufactured home park thing oh. so like the yard space is very limited um so like the yeah. backyard and like the front yard is just you know like a 10 by 10 little square and then the backyard is bigger but like not enough area for me to like want you don't to... want to sacrifice it for that plus you got a dog yeah and i i don't and there's like you know there's cats all over the place you know people have outdoor cats all around here and that's i don't so i don't want to like deal with the hassle of but i've tried to do like windowsill plants you know like basil or parsley or something you know and then that's just failed because the second that i put like my curtains closed i forget that they're there and i'm like oh right i'm like what's that smell plants need light to grow you know you should grow inside i bet you would have success with this have you ever seen one of those like grow your own hot pepper uh-uh. Kits, mm-hmm. you should try that. You can okay. grow hot peppers inside. You seem like someone who would enjoy hot peppers. <clears throat> I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of pickling actually. So like I just made a batch of pickles that were really good. Jared had some the other day, some spicy pickles, and uh, I trans I'm transformed my grandma's recipe because like when she died, that piano that you saw, um, that was hers, and then she gave me the harmonica I used to play all the time that she had, and then she and her, her pickle recipe. She gave me her cookbook, and so I'm actually oh. I'm actually going to be uh, I'm working on a cookbook thing right now where it's like, you know, Grandma and me like I'm going to take my 20 favorite recipes of hers when I was a kid, and then I'm going to do like I'm going to a translate her Sanskrit, which is her <laughs> yeah her her old school cursive writing because everything is in cursive, <clears throat> it, and it also it's really weird. Because like I wanted to be a cart, uh, like I wanted to make the next Calvin and Hobbes, I, and so I used to, when I was very young, I would read the comics every morning, and that's how I learned how to read. And then I would trace the words, and I would just memorize the comic strips. So it's like I would memorize those words, but I would trace the comic strips, and that's how I taught myself how to draw. So even now, like my handwriting, when it's at its best, it looks like a mix of cursive and Comic Sans font. <laughs> it's very like it's very sort of like. You can kind of see it here, like on my script or whatever, but it's very sort of weird and wacky and elaborate and, and loopy and bubbly. And and she, I don't ever remember like writing with her, but it's I think it's just one of those weird genetic things that like our handwriting isn't that dissimilar. So like I have an actually a pretty easy time reading it. It just took me kind of like a while to realize like, oh, that's an F and that's a B and that's a G. You know, like the, well, plus the... there's all kinds of crazy abbreviations. Marcy got her grandmother's cookbook too. I love all those old recipes because, like, they're so vague. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you should put in a pinch of this, some yeah. of that. Like My grandma, stir. she was a really good baker, so she's pretty precise. But also, her her cookbook is like the the Holy Grail Diary in Indiana Jones. Like, it's just got like a recipe taped on the inside that she cut out of a magazine that like unfolds. If, if you get to that page, you have to fold it back up and stuff. It's a, it's a, it's an adventure, but I've been able to, yeah, I'm going to do a pickling thing. I'm going to do her cookies. I'm going to do like a pie thing that she used to make for us. And I got to find a couple other things that like I, I remember. So like, I kind of want to do like that, 
that sort of juxtaposition of like how I would interpret it because that was one of my favorite memories was like cooking with her. Anyway, back nice. to speed. Yeah, um, <laughs> Bentley, are you are you ready to get into the subway tunnels? Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot happens. Like a couple, like uh, a cool stunt, I think happens. You mean um, when Jack drops himself down through the tunnel? Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to point out again, like this is like. I feel like maybe he's checked it out ahead of time, but just like leading with your feet, I think is a good way to get shot in the chest. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that he probably like kind of did the peekaboo with his head first. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm sure you're probably right about that too. Which is which might be like why you know we see mysterious feet you know running off in the distance you know right at the uh, mm-hmm. as after he drops down like that that was the like that was the go you know time that that mm-hmm. was the Howard Payne cue he's like. He's coming. You start running, you know. So this scene and everything that's going to happen, but everything that's going to happen in life-size subways um, is shot on location. Nice. Um, this is not a set. And you can actually tell as he's running down the stairs. I don't know if you noticed this, but like because this is an emergency exit, they've labeled these for us very helpfully. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you see as, as Jack is running down the steps, you can see over his shoulder it says Pershing Square. Um, and then over the side, um, if uh, I think later in this minute, you can see that this is the Fourth Street and Hill Street emergency exit. Uh, yeah. So, so if you go on Google Maps, you can find that place. It's not actually. It's kind of interesting. So the actual Pershing Square Metro Station is like a block and a half away from this park, but that's not where the exit comes out. So this is actually fairly accurate. That if you were trying to get into this tunnel you might dig a hole in the subway or in the sidewalk and, and you yeah. get there too. The first part is a set for sure when he drops in because the 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 brick is different, but then when it cuts to, again, this is classic Jan de Bont cutting. So if you can see like when he drops in, the brick is like much more settish because obviously he's not coming in from like uptown Los right. Angeles. No, no, you're right. And then like the second that they cut to you know, he does that classic thing. If he just shows the top of the rail and then when we turn the camera around, we see the top of the rail and then now we're in the real thing. I heard on the commentary um, from Gordon and Yost, you know, Gordon's the producer. Yeah. He said that it took them months of arguing with the city of Los Angeles for, for some reason, did not want them to film in the subway system. Um, yeah, he said that they, they actually got to the point where they threatened to move the whole movie out of Los Angeles, mm. which he said, like, this was a totally empty threat. Like they were not going to do this. They were bl- totally bluffing. Yeah. Um, cause you know, they needed, they needed the airport. They needed some of these other scenes. They were all set and ready to go. But yeah, I guess finally they said it took months. Finally they caved and just allowed them out over this like stupid subway system. Um, yeah. But they I, didn't, I wonder for some reason that... they didn't, they didn't want them to. <laughs> Be allowed to shoot in Pershing Square. I I wonder if it's if it's sort of like an art becomes reality thing. Like if you show the real locations and how it actually is, are you helping map like you know the behind the scenes area for someone that may want to do harm to the city type of idea? You know, I'm wonder if that's like where they were coming from. You know, like the, your yeah, movie maybe. is about a crazy bomber that like is blowing stuff up and at the time i think we had just entered like the the first gulf war with uh you so, know, well it's a little no it's after that well i don't know it depends on when they started filming and started uh negotiating but i mean with... you know we, we are in that era of like that thing uh you uh-huh. know um so 
you know, they might have been on high alert. And then also, you know, you got to think of like, was there any sort of like bomb threaty type stuff going on around that time, either in Los Angeles and or around the country? Yeah, well, you know, this so this movie comes out in uh, 94, 93 is when they bombed the World Trade Center. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe maybe cities are like, yeah, wow, we they bombed you. They bombed we don't want that. you to monkey around with our public works. Yeah, man, that that place just couldn't get a catch a thing. World Trade Center. It, it didn't. Uh, I mean, it didn't. It didn't stop them from allowing them to film on the runways at LAX. That's true, but it's just uh, the subway system. Yeah, I don't know, but like that's like one of those things where it's like if I were in the position of power, where I go, we can see LAX. We can see. We can't see underground all the time. No, we that's fair. This is a part of the. We don't have those. That... What What was the camera company? The fake camera company on the bus? Oh, Video Vision. Yeah, we don't have Video Vision cameras throughout our entire subway. <laughs> what did you think of this whole scene between Jack and I guess who he thinks? So, I mean, the way that this scene is filmed, I think you are supposed to think that he's sneaking up on Howard Payne. Yeah, and then they do this big reveal. Um, Jan DeBont says on the commentary that he doesn't think he really pulled this off well. Yeah, I could see that. I could also, like, I thought he, I got what he was trying to do because, like, you never really see her. You you see the feet skittering away. You only kind of, like, in shadows. She's holding the bag. You know, she's got the vest on, so she does look bigger, like, you know, and she she is in the shadows. And he doesn't quite come around the corner yet because he's trying to, like, slowly maneuver like once once they've stopped like then he kind of comes and then we realize turn around and i you got to think from annie's perspective the only time that this guy has really truly been upset is like when he bashes the phone uh you know on the bus so for her you know the love of her life screaming at her like she gets to see a different side of his personality like she gets to see his work personality again like my <laughs> like my cousin the cop, like I asked him, he's like the most laid back, silly, laughable, like he's a goofy guy. And like, and like, uh, I asked him about that. You know, I asked him, I was like, you know, you know, about, you know, weapons drawn, that sort of stuff. And I just like, and he told me, and like, he kind of, like, he kind of changed the voice. And he was like, he was like, oh, it was this scenario where blah, blah, blah. And then like, he got like, kind of stood and he pretended to have the gun and he like changed his voice and he said what he said. And I was like, that is not the guy I know, and I would not want to be yelled at by that man. Like, <laughs> I would comply. And so she's got to be like, and also, like, I, I want to think, like, what did Payne tell her? Like, wait until he commands you to stop, or like, wait until, you know, like, hey, maybe, you know, Payne's in his crazy mode. Hey, maybe, maybe your boyfriend shoots you. Who knows? I'm, I'm crazy, you know? So you think that Payne has, he kind of sets up this thing for the two of them to encounter each other? Yeah, because he comes out of a he comes out of like a, a hidden door, like he's like he's Willy Wonka. It's like, oh, look, we, you know, he does. We'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> he's got a very amusing quote. Um, I th I mean, so I I, I don't like that, the look on Annie's face. It makes me sad. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, like, starting from the moment where they cut to her, I, like, I think the editing is a little sloppy. Cause like you say, like they, they show a sliver of some dude who we, or of some person who we don't see. And then it's just a cut to her. Like as soon as they cut back to her, we know it's Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Um, 
But from the moment that she turns around and the way she turns around up until, well, frankly, for the rest of the movie. But like, I feel like the acting that the two of them do, which is largely wordless, it's just sort of like the way that they look at each other um, is great. Like, I feel like they do a lot of amazing, like, I think you can really feel how, like, how upset both of them are about sort of like being in this situation. I mean, for slight, for different motivations, but like, I think both of them do an amazing job. Yeah. Hey, we get a pop quiz from Keanu too. We too. This is, so this is our, uh, this is our last pop quiz of the movie, unless you want to give half credit to Howard Payne on the top of the subway car next week. But yeah, this is our, this is our last pop quiz. Like Jack is so smug. Yeah. He thinks he's got the drop on pain until he finds out yeah. that this is horribly reversed on him. I mean, I would kind of be smug too. Cause like in this moment, he's like, I've got him right where I want him. This is the guy that killed my partner, you know? And now like I get to, you know, now I get to, he ruined my, he ruined my, what day is it? Did it ever say like what day of the week it was? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we got to well, think like, this is probably some, I think this is maybe like Saturday. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's the morning after. Um, it's the morning after they got their medals. Yeah, you would think that they would probably put that like on a Friday night. So yeah, I don't know. Whatever date, it's like we'll say it's Saturday. He ruined my Saturday. Like he ruined my he ruined my Saturday. I was going to have my coffee and I was <laughs> gonna like you know drive up you know the PCH and just like let the wind blow in my hair. My cool my cool. Chevy or whatever and yeah and and he has the realization and and also yeah it's like now at the end of the day I can tell you know Harry's family or whatever like we got the guy I'm sorry but you know but at least we got the guy what do you think about movies with hostages in bomb vests um I mean now I don't really you don't really see it, I suppose. I guess maybe more of like the idea, like now, it, like like maybe something like the Jack Ryan Amazon series. Like I would see it as a like a like a um, like a kamikaze bomber type of thing. Like the bad guy runs at you and then like drops the bomb to like blow up your group type of thing. Maybe, yeah. But, I'm, but like I'm as, a, to as think... a hostage negotiation tactic, I can't think of one in like the last 10 years but then again my memory is always suspect well i think um i feel like it was kind of tropey for a while i feel like it was sort of a 90s thing to do it's in this movie obviously um i think i think it works i think it works well in this movie because it does create you know, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow, but it does create this incredible conundrum for Jack. He's like, no, you can't shoot the hostage because she's wearing the bomb. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think my favorite, my favorite bomb vest movie type situation um, is in, it's in the fifth Mission Impossible movie. So mm. uh, that's uh, Rogue Nation. So I don't the, want to spoil it. I know it's been out for a while, but I don't want to spoil what happens. Is that the Dubai um, one where he walks out the building? Nope, that's that's um Ghost Protocol. That's number 4. Gotcha. Um but there's a scene with where one of the one of the good guys gets captured, kind of like Annie. 
mm-hmm. gets put in a bomb vest, kind of like Annie. But what makes that scene interesting is that the villain has implanted a little earpiece in his ear. Mm. Uh, I mean, just, well, put an earpiece on his ear. And so then the good guy basically has to lip sync. Like, he has to talk. Like, the bad guy uses the good guy as a ventriloquist dummy. And oh, he's like he's like talking to Tom Cruise through like his his best friend's like mouth. Okay. While I he's wearing a bomb that. vest. It it's good. I enjoy I, it. I think I remember that. It's been a while since I've seen all of them. Uh Jared actually lent me the box set so one day wow. and I just like over the course of a weekend I just watched all of them and uh it was funny to see the first one and how that's much more of like a a thriller than like an action movie. To where, yeah, because it's well, because it's Brian De Palma, yeah, and like it was, but also it was just like the technology and like everything, it was just interesting to see. And then, yeah, dude, that that Dubai, like you just see the camera like go out. You and I, it. I, you and I probably feel the same way about oh. that whole section, which is just like, get me, get me past this as fast as possible, yes, yes, like m- my butt puckered, and I was like, I need to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not good with that sort of stuff at all. I'm always just like, ugh, please don't fall. <laughs> no, thank you. All right, what else, man? That's everything for me. Okay, well, Pierre, I have a, I have a slightly more relevant pop quiz hotshot question for you, and I think, I think it'll give you a chance to get back on the winning side. Well, I'm still um, winning, right? I'm just closer to losing? No, 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 you're fine, but it'll, get off the schneid at least. Get off the schneid. Um, so, so Jack in his smugness, before he realizes that he is, in fact, not as smart as Payne, um, he's got this line that says, you know, pop quiz, you've got a hair trigger pointed at your head. What do you do? So <laughs> my question for you is just very yeah. simple, and I know that you know weapons, so this should be easy for you. What does it mean to have a hair trigger on a gun. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I got it. So, yeah, I think you do too. But we'll listeners will have to wait till tomorrow to see if to find, Hey, can... tune back in another cliffhanger episode. So there you go. With Bentley we'll and Raj. Till tomorrow to see if if <laughs> Bentley can yeah, start another winning streak. So, oh. till then, Bentley Thank you all for joining us on today's Speed Movie Minute. Make sure that you subscribe, rated and reviewed our little podcast, help us gain the algorithm. Uh, you can always get in contact with us, speedmoviemin at gmail.com or on our Facebook group where the party is always popping. Even now that we're off the bus, we're still on the bus in the group. Uh, bus 2525. And play along, Spotify, Anchor Page with our Pop Quiz Hot Shots. There's only a couple weeks left, folks, and then we got to tally the votes and see who gets to go against me in Speed Movie Minute Trivia curated by Roger himself. All the links are in the show notes, and we will be back tomorrow with more Speed Movie Minute. But until then, and in the immortal words of Sam Silver, the bus driver, this ain't a no bus stop.